Hi hello welcome to today's podcast on performance optimization of S3 simple storage services commonly abbreviated as S3 is a highly popular cloud service both among the technical as well as the non technical community in a way S3 has become synonymous with the modern day pen drive we would have observed that this generation is moving away from a hard drive based storage like what we used to do at 10 years back uh, one of the primary reason being usb drive has become a heaven of hackers prompting many workplaces to permanently disable it so if you are someone who carries a presentation in a pen drive there's a high possibility you would have already experienced that most of the networks wouldn't allow you to use your pen drive and in such cases sharing those data through cloud becomes the most convenient solution besides convenience the other factors which makes cloud in general and s3 in particular more attractive is it uh, its security the availability as well as the cost the cost of storing data has been drastically gone down in cloud uh, to give you some perspective around it it takes less than a cent to store 1 gb of data in s3 core storage for a month and in case if you are a free tier user even that insignificant amount will not be charged to you turning to the technical angle right if you are a designer an architect if you look into the various storage options available in aws whether it is ebs efs database or kinesis definitely s3 is the cheapest of all the available storage options and that's the very reason which is driving all the architects to have s3 as part of their solutions so fundamentally it means we are seeing a trend where applications are being built with s3 as one of the major component in it so it is imperative we need to focus on its performance this podcast exactly does that we are going to deal with such eight such best practices can i call it as uh, the eight commandments of s3 i wish i could but in factually i couldn't reason is aws keeps innovating and reengineering its architecture continuously leading to refinement of its principles that some of this practices becomes irrelevant in a span of 18 to 20 months and new ideas comes into picture so if i have to give you as an example if we have done this podcast say yeah you're back i would have recommended using the randomness in the key value as one of the best practices to optimize the s3 performance 
but in today's world it is not really required the architecture of s3 has changed in a way wherein you need not add a hash value to it that's the beauty of this fast paced innovation so let's get into this practices and evaluate and study and how do we build an architecture which can guarantee the best performance using s3 in its current form let's get started the very first principle in optimizing the performance is scaling the storage connections horizontally what exactly i mean by that is the way we look at s3 shouldn't be in the traditional sense in a traditional architecture you will have a storage server you will treat that as one single monolithic block and from your application you will be connecting to the storage server treating that as a single network endpoint that concept needs to be changed when we deal with s3 s3 by virtue of being a cloud storage it has unlimited space so we shouldn't deal with it as one single monolithic block but rather as a distributed system in fact a very large distributed system so let us break it down into finer items so what does it really mean for an application or a solution architect so assume that you have 5 terabytes of data and you are going to put all the 5 terabytes in s3 in the root so what really happens is now this s3 is designed in a way wherein it can have handle multiple concurrent requests so it can handle around 3500 write request and 5500 read request anything going above this will start reflecting as a dip in the performance but rather than putting so much of data in the root of s3 if we start organizing it in terms of prefixes or in simple terms uh, taking a windows analogy if we can start creating folders and start putting in the data each of the folder itself can handle 3500 write and 5500 read request you need not remember this number because as i just said then uh, aws the way they are innovating and reengineering it probably 6 months down the line they would even double it but what essentially remains the underlying concept is the more prefixes you create each prefix itself can handle more concurrent requests so assume that you have 10 folders created in an s3 the concurrency the level of concurrency which the s3 can handle now goes up by a factor of 10 so basically it defies your traditional connotation 
of dealing the storage as a single server rather now it is being a very large distributed server which can be concurrently queried right and uh, the added advantage of putting it in a organized fashion is definitely it brings in some amount of elegance to it and when you want to do a quick querying on s3 using the combination of glue and athena it makes your life much easier glue creates the schema and athena an analytical service you can write simple sql queries treating the entire s3 itself as one database technically speaking s3 is a data lake because it can take in any type of unstructured data so that is one biggest advantage of it so if you are a, a big data programmer and you have written an application with say multiple slave nodes and you have one master node or in fact rather than calling as slave nodes if i call them as compute nodes each of the compute node can concurrently talk to one of the prefixes of this tree and S3 can serve all those compute nodes in parallel. That is one greatest performance advantage. So going forward, if you are planning to organize your data in S3, uh, whether you are a IoT application or you are building a ML model or you are doing something on big data analysis, irrespective of it, organize it in terms of prefixes. So the very first performance uh, this practice is the scale storage connections horizontally that is done by organizing your data in prefixes. Going on to the second point which is measuring performance. So when we want to improve the performance of an architecture right uh, we need to look at the whole architecture rather than focusing only on a specific element in such case if you are going to focus only on an s3 component alone what might really happen is you might re-engineer it or over engineer it to an extent where s3 will be performing at its peak but still the overall architecture will not be giving you the desired result so let me give you a scenario so assume that you have a simple EC2 acting as your server which is connecting to the S3 it will take in some object um, do some processing and put back an updated object in S3 now assume that uh, the overall the whole application is not meeting your performance expectation you're going to go ahead and increase the number of threads uh, on S3 still you are not seeing the desired result the case in point here might be are you looking at the CPU capa capability, the network bandwidth and all the other components which are touching your transactions. So the ideal way of looking at, at the performance is you need to measure at each and every individual point. So you take one single transaction and list down what are the components it is impacting? Maybe in our simple case, it just has a EC2, then it travels through your network, 
and uh, hits your S3 and then goes back and consumes the CPU and then comes back and updates your S3. So assume in such case your CPU utilization per transaction is say 5%. That means at the max mathematically you can operate with 20 concurrent threads because every thread will require 5% of your CPU so assuming that 100% of CPU is available at your disposal that means that you are hitting 20 threads so even if you over engineer and put more than 20 threads it is not going to help you with your desired performance so here it makes more sense to understand and to upgrade your CPU probably you can use uh, EBS optimized EC2s or uh, you can go ahead and increase your network throughput so on and so forth but if you want an overall performance spike from your application you need to understand the number of components which are playing an active role in doing one complete transaction and what is the contribution of each of the component in terms of the resource utilization and then identify the bottleneck and mitigate the bottleneck by either the upgrade or you might need to do some rewrite of the code or the way that particular resource is getting utilized. So measuring the performance is a very very important criteria and practically it makes more sense because often projects spend a lot of time in troubleshooting and optimizing one particular component which probably is operating at its peak level or closer to the peak level and uh, so it's not always what you think you need to have the data and the best way of doing the uh, data is take one transaction at a time follow through it and identify the bottleneck or the critical path and then either do a hardware fix or a software fix or a overall fix involving both of it okay so that is point number two the point number three is wherever possible and have your s3 and ec2 in the same region it improves your performance Besides this, it saves you a lot of cost because there is an amount of cost involved in transferring your data from one region to the other. Say, assume that your EC2 uh, is in, that is your compute resource is in North Virginia and your S3 is probably somewhere in uh, Mumbai. Your application will still work, but every time when it hits the S3 bucket, there is going to be some amount of latency in the data transfer. So as an architect, if you still want to maintain a backup of your data, there are other ways of doing it. You can trigger your uh, replication rules and the snapshots for EC2s so that your data can still be made available in the other region so that in the eventuality, if one region is completely down, you don't lose out on your data so we do understand the backup part of it but from a performance standpoint have your s3 and ec2 in the same region as a byproduct you are also be able to save 
the cost which you would have incurred in terms of the data transfer. The fourth practice is transfer acceleration. So assume that you have an architecture in a way where you have a centralized bucket, say somewhere in the European Union and all your data has to be uploaded there. Uh, the best tool to use or the feature to use is transfer acceleration, especially when you have terabytes or gigabytes of data to be transferred. This tool takes advantage of the globally distributed edge location in the Amazon CloudFront. And as the data arrives at the edge location, it is routed to S3 over an optimized network path. Um, does it cost you a little bit more money? Absolutely yes, but you are also guaranteed the performance. So in case if you have doubts on this, go to Google and just type S3 transfer acceleration tool. You will get a JavaScript based tool on your browser and just initiate it. What it will do is it will create a dummy packet and it will try to send it over your internet as well as using the Amazon Edge location, the cloud front and will do a comparative study on how much performance improvement you will get per region by using both of these channels. So you can uh, see the figures, that's an empirical study which will help you to understand the performance impact of using Amazon CloudFront over your normal internet and that number will guarantee you and will convince you to make use of the transfer acceleration. In certain cases practically if you are if you are say assume that your bucket is in Mumbai region and you stay closer to Mumbai. In such case, transfer acceleration tool may not be that helpful because it is pretty close. But assume your bucket is somewhere else and uh, say, uh, say it is in Perth or it is in Italy or it is in uh, Virginia, transfer acceleration is guaranteed to give you a lot of performance impact. Right? So, so far we have seen four simple ways of improving your performance. One, the way you look at S3. Don't look at it as a single storage server. Change the uh, complete outlook. And number two, we also saw that when you want to improve the performance of an architecture, look at it holistically and don't over-engineer any of the component. Number three, wherever possible, have your S3 and EC2 in the same region. Number four, make use of transfer acceleration, especially when you have gigabytes or terabytes of data, data to be transferred and your bucket is in a centralized region. So these are four simple principles of optimizing the performance using your S3. Um, we will see an additional of four more which requires little bit of application insights and how do you handle the connection pools, what type of application itself you are building and so on and so forth. If you have any suggestions or if you have any queries, please reach out to me. I will leave my email ID 
querishami at gmail.com in the description part of this podcast you can reach out to me with your suggestions queries together let us build the high performing architecture using s3 thank you